A billion years ago, there was nothing but space Then one of God's wet farts threw all the planets in place There were no signs of life on Mars or Venus But planet Earth was blessed with two baby geniuses Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, tell us something we don't know Hello, Hello babies. babies! Welcome to Baby Geniuses. I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. And Come. this <laughs> is Jeopardy! <laughs> <laughs> We're happy to announce that we are the new hosts of Jeopardy! Yep, it's me and Emily. Yeah, and you have to answer in the form of not just a question, but a stupid question that other people don't know how to answer. <laughs> um welcome to our show once again we are back in virtual world i wanted to give an update just because last episode i mentioned that we were recording remotely because peter and i had been exposed to covid exposed (laughs) um and we got tested a few times and the first test we both tested negative and the second test I tested negative and he tested positive. Ugh. How how long after you were exposed did he did he test positive? So we were exposed it was 6 days later. Wow, okay. Yeah. Um and we t- we tested 4 days later and 6 days later. Yeah. And so but the morning that like I think if he had probably tested 5 days later he might have tested positive too cuz like the morning of the day that we got tested and he tested positive he was like Oh, I can't smell anything. Wow. Um, yeah. And uh, so he ended up not getting super sick. Like he had a mild case. I think he would he would call Just it mild. Way, yeah. um, he did lose his sense of smell and it has not come back yet, which really fucking sucks. That's a bummer. Um, but we were both vaccinated. I ended up not getting it. We did sort of like start isolate from each other after he tested positive yeah even though like we had been together for six days when the Mm -hmm. virus would have been like incredibly infectious yeah um um, but just to be on the safe side we like slept in separate rooms and stuff and didn't hang out really um and i never ended up and i kept testing and i kept testing negative and so um, I think it's safe to say that I didn't get it, or if I did, my viral load was never high enough to test positive or infect anyone, hopefully. But yeah. um I now know I now know like a bunch of different couples where that were fully vaccinated where the um man got sick and the lady didn't. Just anecdotally. Yeah. That's really weird. And some of them have been mild, uh, you know, like Peter's, and some of them have been like pretty bad, like lots of chills and fever and horrible fatigue and aches and stuff so it sounds pretty gnarly you don't want to get this thing you Um, don't want to get this you you definitely want to be vaccinated he probably would have gotten a lot sicker if he was not vaccinated definitely um i know i've been we've been banging this drum but uh yeah there was like you know seven or eight of us in the house that day when we got exposed and he's the only one who ended up testing positive wow um which is good yeah I guess. Um, but it's still more than you would you want. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, be careful out there, y'all. It seems like we're all at like different points of, of information as far as like where the Delta variant is at and like 
vaccination and, and safety and stuff. Like I was, yeah. um, I was walking Annie around the block the other day and I don't always mask up now when I walk her. Cause it's like, our yeah. street's pretty empty. It's very easy to stay far away from people. And we and outside transmission is still very unlikely, it's even so with Delta rare. being way more transmissible. Yeah. Um, and I passed a lady, like I was like 20 feet away from her and she yelled, where's your mask, sweetheart? <laughs> I'm like, where was that energy back when we thought that was actually how it was spread? Because no know. one was doing that shit in my neighborhood. Maybe she's been yelling this whole time. Um <laughs> I don't know. I I was like, okay, yeah, that's fine. She can yell at me. She was far enough away. I didn't feel the need to respond. It was almost like a, yeah, it was a rhetorical question. (laughs) Yeah. It's a, it sucks. I mean, I don't want to go back into total lockdown, but I also don't feel like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I can't trust a lot of people. (laughs) Right now I'm still planning on traveling at the end of the month to see my family. So I'm hoping I can still go through with those plans i guess i'll just i'll mask up you know and maybe um maybe i'll get some of those like rapid antigen tests just to like stay on top yeah of. i got i got some of those those are good um and i would say like if you can communicate with the people you're going to be seeing just yeah. make sure that they're testing i think the real lesson here is like we should all be doing a lot more testing <laughs> yeah um Especially if you have things planned where you're going to see people or if you've been even a little bit sick, like it's just good like hygiene right now Mm -hmm. to just test and test and test. Because my friend who exposed us, like if she hadn't gotten tested the next day, we would never know. Yeah. That we had been exposed. Did she get tested because she suspected she had it? She did. Well, so she had gotten tested several days before we hung out and tested negative Mm. because she had symptoms. Now, whether or not she should have come over having any symptoms that she thought was like a cold even, I was like, okay, well, that wasn't, you you (laughs) shouldn't do that. Um, (laughs) But she then, like, I guess the next day was like, oh, I'm not feeling better. I'm going to test again Mm -hmm. and tested positive the day after we hung out. Yeah, those tests are not like 100%. Well, yeah. And I mean, as we saw with Peter, he tested negative on Monday and positive on Wednesday. So like if we had only tested once, it wouldn't have been helpful. We would have gone on and, you know, yeah, possibly exposed other people. And I feel good about the fact that like we found out as soon as we possibly could have basically like we didn't end up exposing anyone after we were exposed. So that's a very unusual situation though i think a lot of people don't find out they've been exposed until after they've gone on and done other stuff yeah thank you for like being so honest um and proactive about it right away you're just like oh no we shouldn't record in person (laughs) yeah um (laughs) yeah i mean it sucked i mean i wasn't happy about it but it's scary right now and like adam's on set every day he's like shooting right now and they're doing their best but it's like you know not foolproof yeah that that whole aspect of it kind of is scary because it just feels like it's getting harder and harder to do that stuff safely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it sucks. I don't know what else to say about it. <laughs> Get vaccinated, people. It's the difference Get between getting masking. getting a flu and being in the, you know, on a ventilator. So 
Yeah. I know which one I'd choose. Also, it's like our hospitals are full. They're getting full again. That's not yeah. fun. Hate that. Um. Anyway. Poor nurses. Other than that, things are okay. They're fine. I've, I just feel like I've been uh, in a weird sort of like... Not in total, not nurse mode totally, because like Peter didn't really like need me to like nurse him. He was sick, but not like yeah, super sick. I just had to stay away from him. But Alan had his surgery. Oh, and uh, he has to be like super confined now. Like he has to, uh, like he's not allowed to like run or jump or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like he can't do anything that will aggravate where he got his like knee surgery or whatever so we've been like like they say you're supposed to like crate them but we can't crate him because he'll like freak out that's torturous um, yeah and injure himself on the crate so we've just been like gating him in the hallway and um like when i'm not able to like super supervise him you know we've just been like putting him in the hallway but it's so hard because when we like sit at our dinner table and eat food he will just be in the hallway watching us and he cannot handle it (laughs) like he's so desperate to get out of the hallway and come like sniff around the floor by the table to like eat any food that falls on the ground that he's just been like whining and whimpering and barking at us oh my god alan (laughs) <laughs> it's like we can't even like watch TV while we eat because we can't pay attention to it because he's so disruptive. Oh my god! Um, I think you it's... just have to like hold him on your lap like he's a little prince, <laughs> just all the time. Well, I was like I could just like sit on the couch with him and eat my food and have him just be begging for my food, yeah. but he'll still try and like jump off and eat Peter's food. Like it's yeah. There's no good solutions right now, aside from just, like, letting him be where I am as much as possible. So it's meant I've just been, like, sitting on the couch all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Which, okay, is not a nightmare, but (laughs) it's probably not good for me in the long run. He's going to get so spoiled. (laughs) I mean, he's already so spoiled. But he's so stubborn, you know? Yeah, he is. We'll leave him in there, and he just still won't get used to it. Like, he's the most stubborn dog I've maybe ever met. (laughs) (laughs) it's very cute he's such a little prince yeah i don't know if you can see his little cone in the background oh um but yeah so how are you um i have good news uh season three of tuca and birdie was picked up so we got to announce that yeah that's awesome finally um and we've been working on it um we're writing it uh also, we got international rights, so probably next year it'll be available to watch in other countries, and That's next great. year it'll be streaming on HBO Max, so next year, next year, next year, everything next will be year. great. I can't wait. This is the first time I haven't been able to watch it. I know. It's so frustrating. A lot of my friends can't watch it, but yeah. yeah. Um, it's just due to reasons I can't talk about. Um, <laughs> but it's weird, like... We're writing it right now, this third season, while the second season... Well, now, when this recording comes out, the finale will have aired. Um, And it's weird to, like, watch it, the episodes as they come out, and think, like, okay, hmm, like, pretty good. I'm pretty happy with that, you know? And then I get in the writer's room, and I'm like, how the fuck do I do this? I'm dog shit. (laughs) Like, what? I don't remember how to make a show. This sucks. Uh, But no, it's going fine. You remember. Yeah. No, every episode, like, I start to put it together and I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. And then we start breaking a new episode and I'm like, no, what? How what do I? How do I do this? (laughs) 
<laughs> it's so hard. <laughs> um, it's fun. I mean, thanks I'm to, to watch it. thanks to everyone who's who's been watching. Um, also, I'm, I, I animated part of episode nine myself, um, so I'm really excited about that. And it was to, oh, awesome. yeah, it's like kind of a musical dancey sequence, and it's to a Lido Pimienta song that's maybe my favorite song ever. So that was really cool. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Oh, my God. You basically got to make a music video. Yes, exactly. It was really fun. Your second music video. Yeah. Yeah, the first one was Tegan and Sarah. But yeah, this one I was like, oh, like, I don't know what I want for, you know, this. And we were thinking about getting like a guest artist in to do it. And then I was like, no, I think I can do it. Like, I have a few months where I'm not that busy, you know, and I just, it was like those long, dark months of winter. Um, oh, it was yeah. like January, February this year. Um, <laughs> I just needed something to like occupy me <laughs> while COVID was raging. Um, so it was nice. Um, what else did I want to talk to you about today? I feel so out of it. Me too. I have really bad allergies. Yeah, my allergies have been so bad. That's also been made the whole COVID thing a lot more confusing. I know. It's like, I'm just I like, can't tell if I'm sick or if this is just August. I know. I'm just like my my head feels like it's full of cotton wads. I don't like it. It makes me feel stupid. I don't like it one bit. Um, I want to say people who live in California should vote no on the recall. Oh, my God. Yeah. Newsom. Yeah. Don't let that happen. Listen, we all know Gavin Newsom's a piece of shit. He sucks. He totally sucks. I'm not I'm not saying he's not a piece of shit, but every single person running against him would be worse for California. They're Uh, pure, pure, pure evil. We can't we can't let that fucking shit happen. Um It's not good. Not good. It should not happen. Um, So please vote. I think they're really worried about like turnout for this election. I'm glad they're mailing ballots. So you can so it's you don't have to you can mail it in like that makes it so much easier. Yes. And also people will like hopefully that will like raise awareness about the fact that it's happening. Yeah. But um, please, 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 if you live in California or if you know people who live in California, vote no. Tell them to vote no. You don't want that guy who like travels around with a bear on his bus uh, to be mayor- <laughs> to be the governor. <laughs> no, and listen. Obviously, I'm a fan of Angeline, and she's running for governor. Oh, is she? <laughs> yeah, but I still don't think she should be governor. I don't think she should. I don't think that that's her um, skill set necessarily. No, I don't think so either. Um, but I don't right. know. Not to underestimate Angeline. I mean, who knows? <laughs> Um, Listen, no one has ever been right in underestimating Angeline. (laughs) I will agree with that. You should not underestimate Angeline. But I don't think it's underestimating her to say she should not be governor. (laughs) Very, very few people should be governor. Yeah. And the real I mean, the real thing that's at stake here is that if we recall Gavin Newsom and he is replaced by a Republican, which is what would happen if the recall passes. Yeah. Uh, and Diane Feinstein, who's like 88 years old, mm-hmm. passes away under his replacement's tenure. Her replacement would be handpicked by the governor. And so we would lose yeah. the very slim majority that Democrats have in the Senate. And that would be disastrous. Yes. Um, for a number of reasons. 
Um, yeah. So that's what's at stake here. Yeah. There's a lot at stake here. Um, I can't believe, I can't believe this made it this far. Like, (laughs) this sucks. I know. God, it's been a really heavy few weeks. I gotta say, like there yeah. have just been so many. I mean, the IPCC report we don't need to talk oh about. Oh my God, I know. Oh my, uh, we I don't just, need to talk not about that it. But it. Not that that was surprising, but I just, I, I can't. I can't yeah, process. not that it was surprising, but it was a really hard to uh, <laughs> deal with. <laughs> yeah, that sucked. Um, I had therapy to- that day, and I think I truly stumped my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I talked um, about things what, she cannot help with. <laughs> what did she, how did she react? Oh, but she was just trying to like convince me that what I do makes a difference in the world. And I was like, <laughs> and no. you're like, that chance, bitch. Uh, yeah, I was like, I'm going to win at therapy today. And uh, <laughs> what I do is, you know, I make content to sell Subarus and Wendy's chicken nuggets you know that's really what my job boils down to um so you know she's like but you know the content is helpful to people and i was like "Mm, is it it takes up valuable resources (laughs) i just like i would not let her uh, let let me feel good about (laughs) anything that day um which in effect ruined her for her other therapy sessions maybe (laughs) i just made her have a bad day (laughs) hopefully not she's a very nice lady um but yeah that was i don't know i i feel so small and stupid and helpless i yeah i i do too Last weekend, um, I um, my sister-in-law talked me into getting long acrylic extensions on my nails. <laughs> and it was my first time getting nails such as these. And it felt really good to do something very silly uh, oh, and yeah. kind of brainless. Um, I mean, they look amazing. Do they feel amazing? They feel crazy. I had to relearn, like, how to do everything. Like, how to open soda, how to type. Like, they're just... It's like... <laughs> <laughs> I am like sort of handicapped, but they feel very nice. They make me feel like a pretty lady, which I like. Um, when I went in there, um, they, you know, were trim- the lady was trimming my cuticles and immediately one of them started bleeding a lot and it would not stop the entire time I was there. And she was kept putting like, you know, trying to stop the bleeding and putting cotton wads and everyone nearby was like kind of watching this go down. And I was kind of embarrassed, but I was trying to laugh it off like, oh, surely this happens a lot. Surely this is not, you know, abnormal. Um, And it just bled so much. And even when I left, uh, it was still bleeding and it was bleeding. I got smiley faces on my middle fingers and it was just bleeding all over the smiley face. So it looked like the smile was like trying to seem brave. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Just trying to, like... (laughs) Or it was, like, the cover of The Watchmen. Yeah, it did look like that. (laughs) It was cool. Um, But that felt very, like, on brand for my first experience of trying to do something very, like, pretty and (laughs) feminine. (laughs) Uh, I had gotten acrylic nails, I think, once before. Oh, yeah? It was, like, for my Conan appearance. I got, like, acrylic nails with the Conan logo on it. Nice. And... (laughs) That's great. Uh, and I loved the feeling. Yeah. Like, it just made me want to, like, dance my hands around. And I don't know if it was, like, an ASMR thing. Like, I love watching people with, like, nails oh, and like, I, do I can, things. Like, That's my I mean, favorite. Yeah. I love to clack them on stuff. And, like, when I'm, oh, dr- yes. when I'm driving. Stop doing that. <laughs> and I like, I, like, watch them on the steering wheel. And I'm just, you know, they, like, 
Yeah, they make me feel wonderful. I love Lisa them. just straight up flipped me off, you guys. I did. Well, because I have I the smiley. I think solved the mystery of who that random person in that Volvo was that flipped me off. It was Lisa. <laughs> it was me. I I rented a Volvo and <laughs> drove past Emily. <laughs> did you ever get any um, follow up with that person? No, I I mean, I think I saw her the other day. At first, I thought she had moved out of the neighborhood, but uh, I saw her the other day. And I don't think she recognized me because I had a lot of like shit on my head. <laughs> I love your your neighbor run ins. They're like my favorite stories. I don't know what, how I have so many enemies now. <laughs> I have so many more enemies than I thought. I will say I have a lot of allies because yeah. Alan is really popular in the neighborhood. Like yeah. people really like. Alan, they like seeing him uh, walking him or walking. It's been a while since I've walked him like we can't walk him. Um, But when we walk him with that like bag on his head to stop him from eating stuff, (laughs) the the way people talk to me about that is very interesting. I'm super (laughs) self-conscious about it. Yeah. So I'm always like trying to explain it to people. (laughs) Um, But some random woman, I was like, I explained it to her what it was because she was like asking about it and she was like, oh, yeah, one time my dog ate a burrito with a <laughs> safety pin in it. <laughs> what? And I was like, I don't have time to get into <laughs> all of the questions. What happened there? <laughs> How did the burrito get a safety pin in it? How did the dog get a burrito? Yeah, an entire burrito. I don't know. I don't know. I think she said it was a half of a burrito. Okay. But so someone ate half a burrito and went, ah, more. there's a safety pin in here. And then they dropped it <laughs> on the sidewalk. I guess so. I mean, the story had a happy ending, which was all of her neighbors ch- uh, chipped in to pay for the treatment or something. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's very sweet. It was a nice story. But by, at that point, by the time we got to that point, Alan was like, we must keep walking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, I get along with most do? of my I get along with most of my neighbors too, but uh those are not interesting stories, so, you know, we only talk about the ones we <laughs> Yeah, hate. I mean, that's the thing. It's not an interesting story when you get along with your neighbors most of the time. Yeah. Um should we do chunch chat? Yes. First, first I wanted to clarify one bad sign, ba- bad store name that I talked about last time that made me really upset and then I ended the segment. It was the the dancing bear sign. Um, someone oh, yeah. someone uh, DM'd me with a photo of it, and they were like, "Oh my god, you have no idea how many times I've almost crashed my car trying to take a picture of that fucked up dancing bear strip club sign." Um, makes me want to puke. It makes me so angry. Um, so I want to clarify. <laughs> it says dancing b a r e. So like you know, bear isn't nude. And then there's a picture of a naked lady. And then there's a picture of a bear crossed out, and then the word bear crossed out. So that's, it's so fucking infuriating. Here's my question. (laughs) Is it a Grateful Dead reference? It doesn't look like the Grateful Dead bear at all. It it doesn't look like the Grateful Dead dancing bear. No. So it's just like, listen, we know you all are thinking about the phrase dancing bear referring to the animal all the time. And we want you to just not feel misled. There's women here. Don't show up expecting a bear to dance for you. It's like they're just trying to be cute or something, but it doesn't add up. Anyways, (sighs) 
I don't like that at all. I hate it. Let's do Chunch Chat. Let's do Chunch Chat. It's time for Chunch Chat, our regular segment where we talk about, you know, any news in the world of Martha Stewart's pony and Chunch. Chunch. When the clock strikes noon, we could have a picnic lunch, find wine full moon, and we're chatting about Chunch and Chunch. So there's no new Ben Chunch news, but um, I did want to follow up. Uh, you know, last time I talked about the pentathlon. Um, now the Olympics are over, but I just want to follow up and say they were indeed a complete fucking shit show. Um, this is the modern pentathlon where they have to do like swimming, uh, fencing, shooting, running, I think. And then horseback riding on a horse that they have just met. Um, oh, yeah. And show jumping it, which is crazy. Um so yeah, it sucked. Uh, it was everyone was crashing through the jumps. Uh, a German rider was in the position to win gold in the modern pentathlon, and then she came to the horse part. She got a horse that was a really bad match for her. Um, the horse balked and like refused to go forwards, and it was just minutes of her crashing through jumps as the horse refused, whipping the horse and crying on TV. Oh my god! It was so ugly, and she dropped like thirty you know spots she got a zero like and it the her coach got suspended for punching the horse um although when i watched it her she just kind of reaches over the fence and just like you know punches the horse's butt once which i think is bad like the coach should not interfere but it didn't it wasn't like a violent you know but uh so it was nasty and people were like what the fuck how is this even allowed uh like these people seem like amateurs. Um, so they are actually now changing the sport. Um, they're working with like, you know, an equestrian, uh, the FEI, I think it's called, um, to you know, make the sport safer. They're ha- going to have smaller jumps and less of them. And they're making some other tweaks uh, so that it's uh, less upsetting. <laughs> wow. That was yeah. a surprisingly eventful Olympics for something that no one was really not a lot of people were paying attention to. Yeah, this this one German rider, this this hit it big. Like, it was on Twitter. It was all over TikTok. Like, because people, yeah, a lot of people saw it and were upset. Um, and she was crying a lot. It sucked. I, I felt bad for everyone involved. Um, the Olympics are so stressful. I don't, I don't get any enjoyment <laughs> from watching it, even when it goes well. Like, show me a video from the Olympics where, like, you can tell me ahead of time that it all goes perfect. Yeah. And I'll watch it. I mean, I kind of, I think we disagree here because I like watching the th- the parts where it goes wrong. I think that's, because I, I posted like a video of, of one of the eventers who fell, like their horse did a rotational fall. And, and you were like, why would you post this? <laughs> I got so upset. I know you were really upset, but I'm like. I really reacted as if you had posted like a shitting asshole in HD. <laughs> That was sounds like, fun this too. This is inappropriate. <laughs> but like, that's why we watch sports sometimes is to see the parts where it, where it goes that's great. True. And the where it goes I just, wrong. I mean, I maybe have talked about this before. I definitely talked about it with Peter. But like, I think this goes back to when I was growing up. My dad really liked watching figure skating with me. Oh, I love watching um, figure skating. We were a big like Christy Yamaguchi household, I guess. Oh my god, I was too. We were too. We love Christy Yamaguchi. Yeah, but the way my dad used to watch the Olympics was so stressful to me because anytime anyone like fumbled in any way, he would go. <gasps> I did that. Oh, oh. And I'm just like, I 
would get so tense like watching it with him. Oh, that's so fun though. I when I was He would react like their lives were over. Yeah. When I was watching um the Olympics for like four hours that Saturday, um I every two minutes I was just going like, Oh, 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 come on. You know, I was like yelling at the TV. And that so that that one that did the rotational fall, that was the very first eventer of the day. And that was like the fifth jump or something. They they had just started, they were going so great, and they were about to jump right into the the water, and the horse didn't see the water. The horse thought it was solid ground, so it tried to land solid oh my God. and it did a rotational fall. The rider fell off, which means they're eliminated. And I cried. I started crying. I, I can't even hear about this. I was like, I was so upset. I was like, oh my God, they're fucking Olympic dreams. They just, they're gone. And it's because of this one fumble that the horse made a mistake, you know, and and it just, it, it's just can come out of nowhere. But it's, I don't know. They were fine. Like the horse was not harmed. There was one horse in the eventing um, that did die. Uh, they had to be put down. But it was a kind of... Um, in my opinion, the kind of injury that can happen to a horse anytime, um, like they can happen when they're out in a field, like they just, they're so fragile. <sighs> I, I don't know. I think, I think being with horses, you're used to kind of tragedy. So it's, it's a little like when people who are not involved in this, like hear about right. it, they're, like, they're sort I'm of horrified. Like my sense of, I, I'm not I'm overly sensitive about it for some reason. No, I think you're right. And I'm the weirdo. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think I just have like a delicate constitution. (laughs) I normally I do. I mean, I did cry like when I watched it, you know, but then you were like, why would you post this? I'm like, oh, because it's like I I DM with a lot of horse people on Instagram. And so I wanted to be like, oh, my God, did you guys see this? You wanted communion. Yeah. So and I did like DM with a lot of people like, oh, do you see that first rider? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but then it's like the people who don't follow it also have to see that. I should have a separate Instagram, honestly. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, does that conclude Chan's chat? Um, one more thing. Yes. Uh, a friend sent me a Beyonce fashion spread where she is standing with a horse. And my first thought was, I know that horse. <laughs> really? Yeah, and I know him. His name is Patron. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, Beyonce did a whole like cover series that was inspired by the um, underrecognized legacies of black cowboys. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's uh, her her release with Ivy Park. The next one is all like cowboy themed. It looks pretty fun. There's chaps and stuff. This is the second time I, this has happened. I saw also a photo shoot with Jermaine Fowler like a couple months ago. And I was like, oh, I know that horse that he's on. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> like you know the horse personally, or you just know who that horse is? I know them personally. Like um, one of them, I was like, "Oh, I've seen that horse like in Griffith Park. I know which barn that horse is at, which rental barn, so I know like where they rent it." You know, and then Patron, yeah. like I've met personally because he's boarded near. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my name drop. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yep, that's like my horse girl cred. You've got like a six degrees of <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> Bacon. I can't think of a horse pun for Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Me neither. Kevin Bacon. That's a hard. Um, oh, I Write in babygeniusespodcast at gmail.com <laughs> and solve this problem. For Please us. solve this problem. We have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> that concludes Chad's chat. We'll be right back with What on Fun. Baby Geniuses is brought to you this week by Native. Uh, listen, an old man turned 98, he won the lottery, 
and died the next day. These are the lyrics to Alanis Morissette's song, Ironic, which is really <laughs> just a song about stuff that stinks. Because sometimes life stinks, and the good news is you don't have to, because Native has your back. Native cares about the products you put on your body. They're about stopping the stink the right way. That's the Native difference. Have you tried their body wash, toothpaste, or their brand new mineral-based sunscreen? You can get their deodorant and body wash in amazing sense. Uh, they actually just released this cute new set called the Road Trip Collection. They always have like these fun limited edition things. So this one, you can get sweet peach and nectar. You can get surf and sea moss. I want to smell like moss. Uh, you can get key lime Ooh. and sugar or midnight <gasps> jasmine and sage. Don't those sound good? Those sound really good. I also really like that they now have a more sustainable option where you can shop plastic-free and get things in a, a biodegradable container. Yeah, they have plastic-free deodorant, and it comes in a bunch of really fun... They have the, all of their classic scents like coconut and vanilla, lavender and rose, cucumber and mint, uh, eucalyptus and mint, which I like, but then they also have the limited edition rosé, sweet pe- peach and nectar right now. They got some they got some fun ones and I really like it. And I've also been really still enjoying their body wash too. Me too. Stay fresh, so, stay clean with Native by going to nativedeo.com slash geniuses or use promo code geniuses at checkout and get 20% off your first order. That's nativedeo.com slash geniuses or use promo code geniuses at checkout for 20% off your first order. Video games. Video games. Video games. You like them? Maybe you wish you had more time for them. Maybe you want to know the best ones to play. Maybe you want to know what happens to Mario when he dies. <laughs> In that case, you should check out Triple Click. It's a podcast about video games. A podcast about video games? But I don't have time for that. Sure you do. Once a week, Kickback as three video game experts give you everything from critical takes on the hottest new releases to scoops, interviews, and explanations about how video games work to fascinating and sometimes weird stories about the games we love. Triple Click is hosted by me, Kirk Hamilton. Me, Jason Schreier. And me, Maddie Myers. You can find Triple Click wherever you get your podcasts and listen at MaximumFun.org. Bye! God, I just feel like I was talking for so long about horses just now. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> Talk about horses. People like it. Oh, God, do they? I don't know. Um. And, all right, it's time for one on fun. Ooh. Lisa. Yes. Who are you most jealous of on the planet? (gasps) Oh. Who am I most jealous of? What? Um. I'm trying, I'm, I'm like spinning out thinking of things. Like, I'm like, what do I, do I want to be like a pop star? Is that what I want? Like, is that people <laughs> who can like, do I want to be Lady Gaga? Am I jealous of her? Do I just admire her? Do I want to be Beyonce? Is that jealousy? No. Or do I want to be Beyonce's pants? <laughs> I mean, either. I'll take whatever I can get. Um, who am I most jealous of? I don't know. I think I, you know what I'm, I will, you know, after talking about the Olympics, I am jealous of people who've, like, been riding horses since they were very young at, like, a competitive level. Mm. That just, that fills me with with jealousy. 
Yeah. Um, Because that's like a very, they're all very privileged. That's like a level of access most of us haven't had, you know. um, Wasn't one of the Olympians Bruce Springsteen's daughter? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So you're most jealous of Bruce Springsteen's daughter. Yes. (laughs) I can't recall her name at this time. (laughs) Jessica? Is that her name? Jessica Springsteen? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Um... I don't know. I don't feel super jealous of anyone right now. Is that weird to say? No. Yeah. For me, it's usually just anyone who's on the, like, Architectural Digest home tour. Oh, yeah. But then I always think about how, like, a lot of those people are are they're right about to sell their homes or, like, um, I don't know. There's always something weird going on there. Yeah. Uh, did you see that one with, um, oh, what's her name? She's like a model, but she's been in a few movies. She, uh, Cara, Cara Delevingne. Cara Delevingne. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't watch the whole thing, but they, she has like a sex room. I don't, her whole house is just crazy. And she's got like a scooter that she rides from room to room. And it's just, it's all too big. And she's kind of too young to have a house that crazy. I think it's like sort of what you'd imagine like a 60 year old, like rock star to have. Yeah. Is too much. I watched an episode of Columbo last night that said in 1989, <laughs> or it was filmed in 1989, and Fisher <laughs> Stevens plays a, like, young hotshot director, and, like, a lot of the episode takes place in his sort of, like, boys club office on the Universal Studios lot, where it's like, I'm a young kid who's, like, making so much money, and this is all the fun stuff I have, and he has, like, a an ice cream, like, a soda fountain with, like, ice cream and stuff, where he can make himself, like, malts, <laughs> and then he also has, like, a waterbed in the floor. Are you like jealous that. of that guy? <laughs> It, it, and also a lot of like those um, sort of like frosted glass like tiles on the wall. Mm-hmm. It's just like a very good time capsule of like what in 1989 people would be like, I'm going to spend my money as a young person. Like, yeah, uh, I I was a little jealous, but I don't think I would want the waterbed. Oh, I have an idea. I'm jealous of George Clooney. Oh, okay. I feel like he's had a, like, charmed life and, you know, it's just, like, it would be nice to be just, like, a handsome older man who's had a nice life. Right? Yeah. I don't know. Seems like Just it'd be, making tequila with your friends. Right? It just seems, like, pretty cool. He can kind of just do whatever he wants. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that seems fun. All right. George Clooney. Got my, got my fucking eyes on you. Uh, all right. Of Emily. course, you, mean, you know that means that you'd have to have sex with me. of course that's part of it (laughs) because you know he plays me like a sex harmonica (laughs) the sexiest instrument (laughs) Uh, all right now you have to ask me a question (laughs) i sure do um what is your favorite I might have asked you this before, but, you know, let's do it again. Uh, What is your favorite type and flavor of chip? Oh, have you asked me this before? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. This is really difficult because I haven't eaten chips in a long time. Oh. Okay. Well, the best tortilla chip is havacorn. Havacorn? (laughs) Yeah. Havacorn tortilla chips. And they are, like, really hard to come by. They don't sell them in a lot of places. Like, they're made by this, like, one little company in California, and they don't, like, 
They won't scale up. Is it have um, a like like H A V A or is it have a like called, don't like, don't have a corn man? It's like have the word have apostrophe a corn have a corn like have a corn chip, but it also kind of seems like it's Javier corn. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but uh, I don't totally understand the name. But they make them with like a little bit of soy sauce. Ooh, interesting. They're so fucking good, and they're. So I don't know what what about them is just it's just a perfect tortilla chip and it's really hard to eat other tortilla chips when you've had that experience. This um, is great. A chip I didn't know about. Yeah. Uh, and then my favorite flavor of like other kind of chip. I'm a simple woman. I like a barbecue. Mm, barbecue. And I like a I like a sour cream and onion, too. I do, too. I like a I like a cheese. Cheese oh yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. Let's say like if I only get one, maybe for the rest of my life, it might be um, cheddar sour cream ruffles. Oh, they're so so good. Those are so good. And I when I used to work at Long's Drugs when I was in college, I would um, <laughs> regularly just like for my break steal a bag of those and a little tub of cottage cheese and eat them. Oh together. my god, that sounds delicious. <laughs> it was really fucking good. God, that sounds so fucking good. I asked because I was looking at the LA Times spicy snack power rankings and I thought, what would Emily choose? Um, but you didn't, you didn't name any spicy ones. Yeah. Um, spicy chips are their own special thing. Uh, does that conclude one on fun? Yeah. Uh, that concludes one on fun. We'll be right back with wiki of the week. Welcome to Wiki of the Week, but first, welcome to Endorse Horse. I have an Endorse Horse. Toot toot, cue the song. Baby geniuses endorse, <laughs> letting nature take its course. Endorphins pump from the source when they hop up on that horse. Two babies, one Endorse Horse. Endorse Horse. Endorsing services and items, no remorse. Two babies, one endorse horse. Riding off into the sunset. Now here's something we endorse. An endorse horse is a little old horse who <laughs> you can ride for reasons. <laughs> endorse horse, baby. Yeah. Uh, uh, I want to recommend the television show Reservation Dogs. Oh, that looks so good. I haven't seen it yet. It's so fucking good. It looks so it's funny. It's so fucking good. It shares a lot of uh, crew with uh, Rutherford Falls. Yeah. Um, but it's totally different. Like, super different vibe. Like, um, it's totally very different, but also really, like, interesting and funny and... Uh, oh, it's so good. That's is that Taika Waititi? Yes, he's an EP, but Sterling Harjo created it. Oh, cool. Um, who was a member of the 1491s, which is like a a uh, native sketch troupe that included other members who also like worked on Rutherford Falls, and um, including uh, I think Dallas Coldtooth is a member of that group too, and he is also a uh, uh, you know, environmental activist, and um, but he also plays this uh, like this spirit who visits one of the main characters, and it's just one of the funniest performances I've seen in a really long time. Wow, um, I can't wait to see he's that. He's really good on it. It's so good. Uh, I feel like I had another one too that 
um, I watched recently that I also wanted to recommend or just like another thing to recommend, but I can't think of it. Um, so that's my endorse source for this week. I um, finally finished Jessica Simpson's book. Uh, <laughs> I think it's called Open Book, I think. Um, would I endorse it? No, I don't think so. It was okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> just wanted to just wanted to brag that I finished a book. <laughs> <laughs> and it was Jessica Simpson's autobiography. <laughs> Are you sure that's a brag? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's hard to Oh wow. It's hard to read anything while I'm in the writing phase of production. Yeah. I will say that. um wait i also wanted to um i think there was a another show i wanted to recommend i'm sorry oh i don't think this is the one i'm thinking of but flatbush misdemeanors is also great oh is that a show i've heard it's a show on showtime Mm. it's great cool um Um, i will say about jessica simpson's book that a lot yes. of it is about how terrible John Mayer is, and those parts oh, were inter- okay. interesting and board. good. He's toxic. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I remember the other thing I wanted to endorse, Horace, and I'm so glad I did. Have I talked about this already? Jamie Loft, this has a new podcast called The Act Cast. It's about Kathy. Oh. And it's so fucking good. Nice. I strongly recommend this podcast. It's about the complicated legacy of kathy comics uh that's a, great a very uh generous and fascinating look at uh something that has been sort of you know reduced to a punchline in pop culture but is actually more nuanced and interesting um great that's it okay wiki of the week wiki of the week this week's wikipedia page <clears throat> was actually first submitted to us by Eleonora Zomegnan, <laughs> no, no, not if I'm saying that right, um, but then also re- more recently submitted to us again by Daniel Smolkin, um, and it is the Wikipedia page for uh, The Burry Man. Not The Berry Man, The Burry Man. The Burry Man, like Barry with a U. Or, or Barry with two R's, depending on which kind of berry you're talking about, Barry Underground or Barry Edible. Oh, no. Um, the Burry the Burry Man, or Burry Man, is a central figure in an annual ceremony or ritual, the Burry Man's Parade, that takes place in the South Queensferry area of Edinburgh on the south bank of the Fifth of Fork in Scotland. The Firth of Fourth. <laughs> the Fifth the Firth, the Firth of Fourth. Um, thank you for correct. I did not read that right. In Scotland on the second Friday of August. I'm sorry. So I wasn't even correcting. I was just seeing if I could say it. I said <laughs> I said it seemed tricky. Firth of Fourth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the custom is associated with, but separate from, the town's fairy fair. <laughs> On the Friday morning of the fair, a local man is covered from head to ankles in burrs, the sticky flower heads or seed heads of two specific, two species of burdock, uh, Arctium lapa and A minus, that grow locally and walked through the town for over nine hours. Oh, that should be an Olympic sport. Um, yeah. The meaning of this ceremony has long been forgotten, <laughs> but it, is, <laughs> it has been the cause of much speculation. It's so funny that people aren't even like, yeah, I mean, I think it's about springtime. <laughs> they just have no fucking idea. 
why this happens, but they still do it. Uh, that is really delightful to me. Uh, origins in history. The right to hold the fairy fair was first granted in 1687, but the Buryman custom is widely believed to be much older. Similar ceremonies used to be held in other Scottish fishing communities, notably Buckle, or no, Bucky, on the Moray Firth, and Fraserburg. Fraserburg. <laughs> Fraserburg to, quote, raise the herring when there had been a poor fishing season. Now, only the South Queens. I mean, I'm just really. Can we just talk about the density of Scottishness in the yeah. last couple sentences I've read? I'm sorry. I just. I, I know I shouldn't just blow past it, but it's just a lot. Okay. <laughs> I wish we could read this in an accent. That would be better, but I don't. Yeah. I don't have one. Yeah. Wait. Let me see if I can do it. Can it's you, gonna can be you, bad. Can you pull one um, out? <clears throat> uh, what's my anchor word? Sassanac. Uh <laughs> Now only the the South Qu- no I can't do it okay now only the South <laughs> Queen's fairy ceremony remains Aborted. in Scotland abort abort though <laughs> uh, there are possible parallels with the Whittlesea straw bear yeah I could see Irish- a, I could see a connection there I could see <laughs> <laughs> Irish rende costumes and the Castleton Garland King. <laughs> Wow. And perhaps oh, that's even cool. the Jack in the Green in England, as well as other customs elsewhere in Europe. Please hover your mouse over Jack in the Green. Wow. That looks It's a it's a person who is dressed up as a bush. I love I love these. <laughs> um, um Wow. There are many theories about the origin of the custom, what the ceremony means, and why it continues. One idea is that the parade was intended to ward off evil spirits. It can certainly ward off children, some of whom are terrified at the very sight of the bury man and avoid looking him in the eye. Yeah, he's pretty scary. <laughs> it has been suggested that he carries on a pagan tradition thousands of years old, that he is a symbol of rebirth, regeneration, and fertility, similar to the green man, that predates almost all contemporary religions, or that he is a scapegoat and may even originally have been a sacrificial victim. I mean, forcing him to walk around for nine hours does seem like a sacrifice. <clears throat> yeah, in August, too. I mean, I don't know how hot it gets there in August, but it seems like not a fun time to walk around for no. nine hours. Sounds. I don't want to walk around anywhere in any temperature for <laughs> yeah. nine hours. Um, the ceremony. Acor- according to folklorist Christina Hole, writing in 1976, the day of the Bury Man ceremony, the second Friday of August, is the day before the town's fairy fair. But the present fairy fair website suggests that it comes at the end of a week-long fair. <laughs> that was a boring sentence. Um, <laughs> it had the word fair in it a lot. It did. <laughs> <laughs> Costume. The Bury Man is meant to collect his covering of burrs for himself. God, he's got to collect all his own burrs, too, in addition to walking nine hours, as well as any ferns and flowers used to decorate his costume, and the two flower-covered staves, or poles, that he rests his hand on. John Nickel admits to recruiting his family to help gather the large number of burrs, approximately 11,000, which are meshed together into about 25 flat panels, A3 in size. (laughs) Okay, Uh, like natural Velcro, which can be wrapped around his body on the morning of the ceremony. The process takes about half an hour. He dresses in several layers of clothing to protect himself from their hooks. A balaclava covers his head and face. It, too, is covered with burrs, leaving only small eye and mouth holes. A flower-covered bowler hat tops off the outfit. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he wears boots. His feet are the only parts of his body to remain uncovered by burrs and has a broad sash around his waist, currently made from a folded royal standard of Scotland, displaying the top half of a red lion rampant on a bright yellow background. The choice of flag used in the outfit has varied as a photograph from the 1970s shows the sash around the waist made from a folded union flag. However, more recently, no flag has been worn as the Burryman himself wanted a more traditional look as flags round the waist was a fairly new idea. And what the Burryman wants, the Burryman gets. <laughs> Except to be touched. It cannot be touched. <laughs> Please touch me. <laughs> Give me a hug. <laughs> the, the stickiness of his burry covering means that he has to walk awkwardly with legs apart and arms held outside. This just reminds me of the Tim Robinson thing where he's like i got too much <laughs> too much fucking shit on too me much shit on me <laughs> he supports his aching arms on waist high poles decorated with flowers come on <laughs> two attendants dressed in normal clothing guide him through the town and help him through his ordeal <laughs> We don't have to do this anymore. Yes. I don't want to do this. Know what it means. <laughs> Procession. The Burryman walks a seven-mile route through South Queensferry for nine hours or more, starting at the Staghead Hotel, where he is dressed in the burrs. The first stop is the formal provost's house at Villa Road. Then he parades around the town, including visits to every public house, at each of which the Burryman is given a free drink of whiskey through a straw. <laughs> That's very How does funny. He piss? He's drinking whiskey all day. I don't know. He can't piss. Local residents also give the Burryman whiskey, so by the end of the day, he is exhausted. <laughs> Sounds so hellish. <laughs> Tradition holds that he will bring good luck to the town if they give him whiskey and money, and that bad luck will result if the custom is discontinued. <laughs> He's like, please get wisdom. Oh my god. <laughs> Choice of Burryman. Only men born in the village can take on the role of the Burryman. The office is commonly held by the same person for a number of years. Alan Reed was the Burryman for 25 years until 1999. His successor, John Nickel, took over until 2011. Other past holders of the position have included John Jacko Hart, Sam Corson, Arnie Fredrickson, and Judith McPhillips. The Weebury Man, 1948. Citation needed. <laughs> Since 2012, the position has been held by Andrew Taylor. Wow. Um, in literature and music, not not much. Uh, in 2005, the Burry Man inspired an avant-garde folk song by Daniel Patrick Quinn, narrated by local man Duncan Growl. Uh, the Burry Man is also featured in the 2007 period crime novel, The Burry Man's Day by Catriona McPherson. <laughs> uh, see also Straw Bear. I will. Thank you. <laughs> wow. That's good, too. Bears yeah, of wheat. Straw Bear is like the Burry Man, but he's covered in straw. That looks so itchy. Yeah, it's it looks very itchy. Um, I love the Burry man, and I love that he wears a bowler hat with flowers on it. Yeah, he does look really scary. If I was, he a does look absolutely fucking terrifying. I don't know if I've ever seen anything. I just zoomed in on the picture for the first time, and this is one of the most horrifying things I've ever looked at. Like it looks like a dead 
body. Um, it looks it, like it's a trypophobia nightmare. I'll say that it is, and the, just the hole cut out for the mouth and the tiny holes for the eyes, <laughs> and like, but then the flowers are nice and festive. I like those. The mouth hole is really small and very perfe- perfectly round. Also, the fact in that in a way I don't like it's so round. Uh, the fact that he's like kind of stumbling and he has men on either side to support him with these horrible poles, like it's just it that makes it extra awful. Yeah, it's a it's a lot. Um, and I love it, and it's great. Thank you for sending this. That concludes Wiki of the Week. It's time now for what did I learn? What did I learn? Oh, wow. Um, hey, Lisa, what did you learn today? I learned about Havacorn chips. Oh, yeah. I didn't know about these chips. You should try them. I want to. What did you learn? I learned about the Burry Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last thing I learned about as well. So it's- and it's the last thing I will ever learn about. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. There's no room for anything more. Um, that's our show. You can um, continue to send us wiki links at babygeniusespodcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, send us wiki links. Uh, send us anything else you think we might be interested in. We're not soliciting anything in particular yet. We're kind of thinking about it. Um, yeah. But, you know, we love you guys. Oh, um, yeah, we were supposed to come up with a thing to ask people for. Yeah, those things, you know, it'll happen organically, I think. Yeah. Also, I should try and remember that we're doing that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't expect you to. Um, Thank you to our producer, Rob Para. Thanks to my brother, Nate Heller, for our theme songs. You can follow me online at Mr. Emily Heller. I'm at Lisa Draws on Instagram. And And goodbye. goodbye. Baby From the internationally acclaimed creators of Who Shot Ya comes the movie podcast Maximum Film, starring producer and film festival programmer Drea Clark as a woman bound by passion. I saw this eight months ago on the festival circuit, and I loved it. Film critic Alonzo Duralde as a man corrupted by greed. Why watch one Hallmark Christmas movie when I can watch seven? And comedian Ifiwadiwe as a man protecting a love that society simply won't accept. I think Pacific Rim is a perfect movie. And if you can't accept that, then I want you out of my life. From the makers of the movie podcast, Who Shot Ya, comes Maximum Film. That's right. We changed the name of our show to Maximum Film. But don't worry. We're still a movie review show that isn't just a bunch of straight white dudes. So tune in to Maximum Film at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.